0: Cheshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Turn up. Oh, They're turning up the lights in Milwaukee this morning. Let me tell you, they're waking up on a winning Wednesday morning. The Bucks win the NBA Finals last night as they defeat the Phoenix Suns. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, clear-cut MVP, I mean, without a doubt. And so you look at what the Bucks were able to do yesterday. By the way, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornett. He is Bart Scott, filling in for the guys this morning. And they're bad because they're missing a really happy morning, <laughs> especially in Milwaukee. Um, but when you look at what Giannis was able to accomplish yesterday, yes. and obviously he's got his – uh, supporting cast around him and Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, et etc. et cetera. And, and obviously we got to give a little bit of credit to Mike Budenholzer as well, their head coach. But you got to think to yourself, man, he did it his way. Yeah. He did it a different way. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't he be in the mix for things next year as well? Shouldn't the Bucks be one of the clear-cut favorites to win it all mm-hmm. next year as well? But then we forget. We forget about what's going on in Brooklyn. Mm. Maybe you forgot witty come on back, witty. That is not the headliner, like at all, with the Brooklyn Nets, okay? so <laughs> Can't count on Joe Harris. Chokes. Sally. I mean, we're missing the big three, but that's okay. And so when you look at Vegas, and they already have the lines open for next season, the Bucs are not at the top of the list. No, they are not. They, it is the Nets. So the oddsmakers have posted that the Nets are at plus 225, and the Lakers right behind them at plus 400 as the betting favorites for the 21-22 season. The Bucs? First title since 1971. It had been 50 years, half a century since they won it um, over the Suns yesterday. They have the next shortest odds at plus 900. So they're not far behind, but it's, it's Nets.
0: Can you go one more? Lakers, because that's the one that is Bucks. the most interesting. The
1: four, number four.
0: Is it is Golden State in there somewhere? Yes. Golden what do State ve- is
1: four, and I don't know the number exactly. What does,
0: what does, Vegas, know? Have right what does Vegas know about Golden State? Maybe a Dame Dollar going home. What do they know? They
1: know Clay Thompson's coming back.
0: Yeah, but that's just Clay Thompson, I'm just right? Saying. Is that enough to put them all the way like to fourth, like with everybody else and their superstars? Fourth, the Clippers and Kawika. Like, does that is Clay enough to put them fourth? I think Vegas knows something. They got somebody that's 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 hiding people and in, and in, in people bushes and, and you figuring stuff out.
1: Are uh, uh- You beat the drum for the Warriors, and you don't think they could win it without with just Clay and Steph? No, that's not enough. And Draymond and
0: and Wiseman, that's not enough. And Wiseman, Draymond is starting to to come back. And listen, we just because we saw. What Kevin Durant was able to do coming back. I think Clay is a little different because he's a wing defender. He's a guy that's, and you need lateral movement. We don't know what type of mobility he's going to have in his Achilles with having two and him being able to trust it. You know, KD's a different animal. Remember how long KD was out? He was out 18, what, 18 months mm-hmm. or something like that, almost two years? Like, Clay's been off almost two years, but he has two injuries, two different injuries. not one. Right. So you can't bank that, okay, well, Clay's going to come back and be that dominant. So I think Vegas maybe knows that, listen, they're big game hunting. They're going to get rid of that seventh pick. They're going to get rid of Wiseman. They're going to get rid of Wiggins. And they're going to go and get another big three because you, you can't put that much stock you can't talk about wasting primes Steph Curry's 33 and if he's going to re-sign you got to do what's best for him and best for for um, Clay as well as that window's closing so that's the most surprising thing that they would be fourth after barely even playing in a play-in tournament so who
1: year. who would you put at fourth and by the way fifth it's tied Jazz and Suns are tied at fifth to win it all so then Jazz, who would you put you, you it you said fourth? Jazz and Suns are tied at fifth to win it all I mean,
0: I got to go with the Nuggets. Look what they were able to do with with, with the addition. Or the Sixers, maybe? I would would go with the Nuggets, right? The Nuggets nuggets is going to be a force because look what they were able to do with Jokic and just at the addition of of Ben Gordon, right? And then now you put arguably like one of the top five little guards in the game back there. I mean, I think you can really make some hay for them saying, hey, you can really say when they get back whole – because we don't have yeah, to project Jamal, them, Jamal, Jamal We don't have to project them going to get somebody. All they need is somebody to come back from injury. Right. And it's the rumblings. The rumblings, I don't know. Nobody ever knows like what Kawhi Leonard's gonna do. Yeah. But if what Stephen A said that in most basketball circles, Kawhi's going to the heat, and we know that Pat Riley's one of those Pat Riley's the type of dude you don't want around your girl. You know what I'm saying? Because you hanging out and stuff like that, he he giving her that subliminal messages that you don't pick up on, and before you know it, he he you know she with him.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right, let me let me save me save me save me save me. (laughs) He's <laughs> tearing this back on track. Although Everybody we, although we do know we do know exactly what he's talking about. Um, so I mentioned that the Nets were the odds on favorite to win it, right? And so the preseason betting favorite has won the NBA title in four of the past six seasons. Over the last thirty five seasons, only four teams have won the championships with odds of fifteen to one or longer. So odds truly in favor of the next season. They just got to stay healthy. Clearly, that's the recipe for success for them. So now this opens the question. Now Giannis has got his, right? Now he's got that chip. Now he's got that trophy. He's got one off his back, right? And so the question is, who's next in line that has to win it, that has to win it Mm. so that we can get this narrative out of the way? Is it James Harden? Is it Damian Lillard? Is it Paul George? Is it Bradley Beal? Like, who's next on your list of dudes that have got to win a chip so we can stop talking about it? You want me to rank them? Well, you don't have to – just give me how about top well, one, Well, well,
0: Well, top one has to be James Harden, right? Because, that's what I would say, too. You know, James Harden has to be one, and that's obvious because he's on the team that's picked to win it. He was on the team that was picked to win it this year. So I think second, I think, is uh, Pandemic P. I'm sorry, Paul George, Playoff P. <laughs> Not Pandemic P. I'm sorry. I apologize. He, I think he washed that scarlet but letter Paul,
1: off. I think he did, too. Playoff P is going to need Kawhi to stay then with the Clippers. I mean, yeah. Playoff P
0: can't do it by himself. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think he's he's second in line.
1: Jason Tatum is another one that comes to mind here. And obviously Chris Paul a, a is. He's a baby, though. He is. But Chris the Chris Paul scar is like a little open wound right now. So, like, I don't know that we need to go there. But that's an obvious one, too. Like, is he going to stay with the Suns? Is he going to go join the Lakers? Nonetheless, I'm not saying he's ring chasing, but he's got to go somewhere that's got some stability where he could at least compete for a championship next year. My gut would say that he stays with the Suns, like, yeah. especially after what he said yesterday. But, like, I mean,
0: that two for 44 that he turned down reportedly, allegedly, I mean, what are they gonna up that with? Because they gotta try and keep a the young talented right. player like Payne. You pay, right. Yeah. You got you, you got other guys that you have to address. Yeah. And you know, how much is he willing to give up to secure that he wins? If you go to Lakers, we know he's not gonna get paid anything close to forty four million dollars a year.
1: Let's hear from ESPN NBA analyst PJ Carlos Smallers on Freddie and Fitzsimmons and he says the Suns are here to stay and they've got something to say about the chip next year. Take a listen.
0: Uh, not going to
2: surprise me at all. I don't want to put it on Monty's shoulders already, like, what, an hour after they get to game <laughs> six in the finals. But uh, if this, if they keep this team together, and, and particularly CP, I, I, I think they need right now, they need Chris to be a part of this. And You know, I, I think this Phoenix team, they didn't do it with mirrors. They had the second-best record uh, in the NBA this entire year. So everybody talks Well, yeah, well, they cut breaks. This guy got hurt against them. This guy got hurt against them. I mean, whose fault is that? Exactly. Uh, they, Amen. They, they did a great job, and they deserve to be right where they are, and I think they're here to stay. I'm not saying they're going to get to the finals every year, but I'm not going to be surprised uh, if they have great success going forward.
1: Yeah, I, I... Would you be surprised if they have great success going forward? Look, if Devin Booker had a good game last mm-hmm. night and was efficient in the fourth quarter, right. what were they, down by three, four with a minute and some change yeah, to go? Miss some had, shots at the end. Yeah, had he had a, a game that we were accustomed to the two games prior to that where he dropped 40 in both of those and was efficient when it counted, the Suns, we'd be talking about a game seven probably. Like, so, uh, I mean, he's not that far off with what PJ's saying, but yes – Just like in the East, the West was also gifted with some injuries that got them there.
0: Right, and they're going to be back, right? They're going to be back, and listen, now teams are going to have what the Phoenix Suns look like, right, with Chris Paul. So it's going to be filmed there, right? So they're going to figure out how they like to play, and they're going to make them um, play and and do things that they're not comfortable with doing. So it's like it's hard – to, to, it's easy to sneak up on somebody and be the surprise team. Mm-hmm. It's hard to repeat that and keep it constant. That's why you see some teams come up and down, up and down. And you got to assume and say that, hey, some other teams in that division is going to be a lot better as they're going to do what they see you know Milwaukee do. They're going to push their chips in. They're going to mortgage the, the future for the present. And you think about you think about Utah because they have to try and keep, you know, they have to keep uh, Mitchell happy, right, because, mm-hmm. you know, we know that, you know, it's, it's a weird relationship with him and um, – uh what's the d- tall good tall dude The tall dude we're yeah. talking about NBA The French dude the French dude <laughs> <laughs> it's you only know, a couple Frenchmen there. You know, you know I ain't talking about Nikola. Ta-
1: you know, the tall guy that plays <laughs> in the NBA. Can you be more specific, please? Um, it, it's not going to be an easy road, no matter what side you're on here. But but I think the Suns and the Bucks have proven they've got you know a, a winning culture at, at both ends here, and yeah. perhaps we see them at least back in the playoffs. But who knows what what it takes for the finals? What we do know is that it, the favorites to win it all next season are the Nets, as it stands today. And as you and I both said, James Harden, now it's your turn to kind of get that chip, you know, to get that storyline, get that narrative gone. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. You can get more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. And there is a lot going on in Major League Baseball. We're going to shift gears. We're talking a lot right now about what's going on in the NBA. The Dallas Cowboys open training camp today, and so the NFL is really, like, building towards that. Tomorrow, the Pittsburgh Steelers report to camp. Next week, the rest of the NFL reports to camp as we look forward to what's going on in the NFL. But it is Major League Baseball season. And Shohei Otani is Ooh. doing things. Showtime, I mean, <laughs> the guy is making he money. he 34 homers right now? I, I, I don't, I've lost track of his home runs. He pitched, I believe, six innings yeah, the other night when he ERA. started.
0: He three, I think he had 3 RA or something like that.
1: And on his days off, he's even making more money. Did you hear about this latest deal with Shohei Otani? Global merchandise and memorabilia brand Fanatics said yesterday that they have signed a multi-year partnership as the exclusive distributor of Ohutani Autograph collectibles and Ooh. memorabilia. So he's gonna sign bats, jerseys, like pictures, like game used items in both English and Japanese. And he's gonna have a partnership now with Fanatics where he's gonna make. Yeah. Loads of money.
0: That 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 should be at least a hundred million dollar deal, right? When you think about the market for what he is, because we've never seen anything like this. And you want to say, "Oh man, he's Babe Ruth," but Babe Ruth wasn't this good at doing both at pitching and hitting. And then you look at it, you look up in his stat line. He'll go and give you six innings, and then he'll go in the outfield. I'm like, "What do they do that at?" And I think he's going to inspire a whole host of athletes to 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 gravitate to gravitate. To baseball, because and they're not just going to be one thing, right? And we talk about like Trout, right? Who's arguably the best baseball player in the game, or you know, I don't think it's any argument that he's been the best baseball player in the last five years. But the fact that this guy represents—he's three players in one. So if Trout is worth four hundred million dollars, what is an ace and also a a, a, a guy that hits dingers worth, right? His <laughs> what is his contract going to look like I don't when he comes? Know. It's, it, it had unless you talk about a guy that came over here early. Right, and he could have stayed and came back in as a free agent and got millions of dollars, but he came over and they're getting a the discount, but oh man, they better try and hurry up and get this deal you know done right now because he that 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 listen his stock is rising, not only he see the face of baseball, man, whenever you got guys like Kevin Durant, you got guys that say man, when when the season's over, with, I want to go see Soheil tiny. Oh, man, he is crossing over, and he's becoming an icon. I know everybody thought Tatis Jr. was going to be the face of baseball. It is show a tiny world. we just living in it. It's and I think true. he's going to be the first athlete that get a billion-dollar deal. Oh. Yeah, I said it. I think they got to give him like a 10-year, 15-year, billion-dollar deal. Because he – listen. When,
1: when, okay, when well, if they're going to do that, the Angels need to start winning more baseball games. Because the Angels right now are third in the division, and that's not going to – And when you've had well, – without r- trouble though. Trout's been hurt. Okay. But when they had trout, even when Shohei wasn't necessarily Shohei at that time, like they still they still weren't. He hurt his elbow. Don't don't goose me You heard us through elbow. Well, let's ask someone that probably knows a few more things than we do about this whole baseball thing and what's going on with Shohei Otani. That would be Will Middlebrooks. He's a 2013 World Series champion for the Red Sox, and he's also an MLB analyst. And he's also a friend of mine. Good morning to you, Will. Thanks for waking up with us. And we were talking over here about Shohei Otani, about him landing this exclusive memorabilia deal. It feels like he is now the face of Major League Baseball, right? Would you agree with that? What is this doing for the sport?
3: Oh, he definitely is. And number one, I was trying to be on a FaceTime and see you guys. I did my makeup
0: and everything. Oh, you beat that face?
3: Yeah, I never do it. I did it for you guys. And for some reason, technology just isn't working for me this morning. But, yeah, he is the face of the game. He's doing amazing things for the game worldwide. It's beyond the United States at this point. He's from Japan. He's a foreign player. The jersey sells, the hat sells. Anything with his name on it is being sold anywhere. Everybody wants a piece right now.
0: Now when you look at him right you know, Mike Trout you know makes you know he doesn't apologize for not really wanting to be in a home run derby not wanting to be the face it seems like Shohei Tani, you know wants to be the face and he welcomes you reset. know he welcomes the, the 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 responsibility
3: He does and I think it just comes from his his past and his history uh over in Japan he did the home run derby all the time he did the all-star games he was that guy he was that front page superstar I know Mike, Mike Trout personally. We lived together in, in, the, in the Fall League uh, in 2011. That's just not him. He doesn't care. He wants to come in. He's going to play hard. He's going to be the best player in baseball. He's going to clock his hours and help, do his best to help his team win. He does his part. That's not his fault the Angels can't go get any pitching. But that's just not who Mike Trout is. He's, he lives in his hometown. He's married to his high school sweetheart. That's just, he's just a salt of the earth human being who doesn't want the spotlight.
1: Talking to Will Middlebrooks right now, MLB analyst, also World Series champion. Okay, Will. So last night we didn't see too much of this, but the night before that, mm. I don't know what was in the air or what everyone was drinking or doing, but <laughs> they were they were hitting home runs left and right. The rocks, the rocks, the Red Sox put up thirteen, the Nationals put up eighteen, the Tigers scored in double digits, the Mets put up fifteen, the Reds put up eleven. I mean, you get my point. What <laughs> gives now? Okay, is it because you're not seeing the sticky stuff from the pitchers? I'm not taking the narrative of the balls being juiced like Bardis, is, but why all the home runs all of a sudden?
3: Uh, I think it's a combination of things. I think it's June. It's warmer. Uh, we're midseason, so hitters are locked in with an approach. Uh, who am I kidding? It, it's the sticky stuff. <laughs> let's be honest. The lack of sticky stuff definitely plays when all right, the guys who throw 100, they're still going to pitch at the top of the zone. They're still going to get swing and misses. Nothing's going to change. We see Garrett Cole. He made his uh, you know, he he made the adjustment over a couple starts and then his last two starts against Houston and Boston, he looked like regular Derek Cole. So the elite of the elite are still going to be good. Uh, it's the mediocre to, you know, average to just above average pitchers that were pitching so well because of the extra uh, spin rate, the increased spin rate, being able to throw the four seam past the uppercut swing at the top of the zone uh, that made them stand out as the biggest difference makers now i think we're seeing a lot more hanging curveballs because guys have less grip so there's less bite on breaking balls and we're going to see pitchers go to the old way of pitching with we're seeing a lot more two seamer usage and a lot more change up uses because lower spin rate on those two pitches equate to a better pitch because it gives you more sink instead of rise at the top of the zone like the high spin fastballs do um so to get even more biomechanically uh speaking like the the baseball swing now, that uppercut swing, the pitch down at the zone is much easier for them to lift. That's why a pitcher pitch at the top of the zone to combat that swing. So we're going to see these two seamers and changeups because they're going to be more effective overall, be at the bottom of the zone. So we're going to see an uptick in power.
0: You know, now we see, you know, this one with the third IL or DOP. sorry, which one it is, um, oh, yeah. stint, stint for um, for the right. Grom. And we heard Tyler Glass now talking about having to adjust to the grip because he doesn't have the grip because he needs some type of sticky substance to be able to, to hold the, the baseball. Um, do we anticipate other pitchers maybe having injuries? And if so, what does ba- uh, baseball have to do to maybe come up with a substance that can be agreed upon that can give you know, pitchers enough sticky stuff but not too much to have a big advantage?
3: Right, yeah. I think like, over in Japan, they have a, a their baseball has a, a – the, the cover has somewhat of a stick to it, a little bit of tackiness. I think maybe we go to that. Um, the spider tech, pelican grip, all these concoctions that were being used, there's no place in the game for that. I think everybody can agree with that. Um, but the sunscreen and rosin, which guys have been using forever, not many pitchers are going to tell you – or not many hitters are going to tell you they have an issue with that. I don't think that changes the spin rate much. I think it gives you better grip, and that's what guys have been accustomed to. And these baseballs are slick, these brand-new baseballs. They rub them down uh, with ball mud, they call it, but they're still slick. They sit around forever. They sit in storage rooms. They're they're tough to grip. I I don't think what Tyler Glassnell said was too far-fetched. If you're used to holding a baseball a certain way and you throw 100, that's a lot of stress on your arm, and and they really broke it down. I looked at a study of this. The the muscles and tendons you use to grip things, those are the ligaments and tendons that protect your UCL which he blew out. Now he needs Tommy John. So I think there is uh, some correlation there. Now, as far as DeGrom goes, I, I, I think the Mets have handled him well up to this point. He, This is a combination of things. Um, is it the grip? I think that plays into it. Uh, does he have little nagging things, little nagging injuries he's had all year? I do, and I think this is them. We haven't seen him go past six innings or 80 pitches. That, that's where he's been all year. I think the Mets have monitored, their, monitored that really well uh, because they know – He can help them in that case, uh, in those six innings, in those 80 pitches, and then he'll still be healthy because he won't have a ton of innings under his belt once August and September and possibly October gets here and then he can really go to work and kind of be a step ahead of all these other guys who've thrown 50, 60 more innings
1: than he has. Interesting. Really quick, before we let you go here, Will, again, Will Mitterbrook's 2013 World Series champion MLB analyst joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Shea Cornett and Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. So let's talk about the second half of the season here and the Yankees. Can the Yankees get into the playoff mix? What's it going to take?
3: I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that lineup's good enough. I think they have too many question marks on the pitching side of things. Um, but they won't sell. They, they're the New York Yankees. They, their ego's too big. They have to buy. Uh, I think the next couple weeks or the next week will tell us how aggressive they will buy. Um, In a a perfect world, they would sell, but they can't. No one wants uh, Stanton's contract. No one wants Chapman's contract. Um, So you can't flip that on someone else. You can't trade Aaron Judge as your franchise player, best player, best ticket seller. Uh, And then your second-tier talent and Duhar, uh, Clint Frazier, Gleyber Torres, uh deadly garcia all these guys have had bad years bad couple seasons in a row their trade values down you would have to trade them for next to nothing it's it's not worth it so you have to buy but you know they have rattled off a couple wins in a row they're seven games back they're still four and a half back of the wild card um it's not out of question i don't think they have the team to make that type of run though uh i do think they make a i think they go out and go maybe get like a joey gallo to give them a left-handed bat uh, which they really need with power because gardner and odor aren't aren't it uh, and then maybe get another starting pitcher, maybe a uh, package with Joey Gallo, Kyle Gibson from Texas as well, who's had a really good year uh, to kind of fill that void of the uh, question marks in, in uh, the starting rotation.
0: Well, last one for me, Will. We're going to make sure that we get you a straight talk wireless hotspot so next time we can see that beautiful beat face. But um, more <laughs> more impressive season. You know, Jacob McGrime, you know, ahead of Bob Gibson's iconic ERA or show head Tani?
3: Ooh, I got to go with Tani. I mean, what, what Otani's doing is there's one other Bob person Gibson, who, Come on. ah, one other player who has ever done this was Babe Ruth, the mythological creature of Babe Ruth that we're not even sure if he was real or not. But Otani is doing this, and he's doing it at a high level. He's leading the league in homers, and then we see him go out and throw a hundred with three plus secondary pitches. He's just what he's doing doesn't happen. There's a reason no one does this because it's it's physically, mentally it's it's impossible, and he and he's doing it. And I think that we've got to give him credit for that.
1: For sure. All right, Will Middlebrooks, thank you so much for the time this morning. We appreciate you joining us in the Goodyear Hotline. Catch up with you soon, my friend.
3: All right, guys, thanks for having me.
1: See you later. And he's you're right. We gotta give him a little hot spot so we can see him he Yeah, got We gotta put what I'm makeup
0: on. I give him the plug, man. Give him the straight talk wireless plug, man. I like hot it. spot anywhere. Get all them <laughs> gigs and G's and all the stuff he
1: needs. All right, did we see the next superstar on the NBA officially? And any comparisons with the with his performance last night? That is the question. We'll discuss it next. Alongside Bart Scott, I'm Shay Corda. This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio.
0: While one team celebrates the other team, a crushing defeat. Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the entire Phoenix Suns organization, take a bow. What an incredible ride.
2: You know, this isn't something you want to feel. You know, I you haven't felt hurt like this in my life. More from
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin
2: next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: gets it into Booker who wheels for three, missed it, contested rebound. PJ Tucker's got it. He'll run out the
2: clock. 50 years in the waiting. Giannis Antetokounmpo scores 50 in an MVP performance, delivering the 2021
0: NBA Championship to the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: And the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns in Game 6, 105-98. to There's no other place to start than with Giannis Antetokounmpo's performance and the Milwaukee Bucks clinching their second NBA title for the first time since the 1970-71 season. Giannis had an all-time performance, becoming just the seventh player to score 50 points in an NBA Finals game, joining the likes of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Jerry West. For Milwaukee, the 49 seasons between championships becomes the longest stretch in NBA history, and they've become just the fifth team to win a title after going down 2-9. The The Nets are the favorites to win the 2021 2022 title. Sticking to the hardwood here. Odds for next season's champion have already been released, and the Brooklyn Nets are the favors at Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill, currently sitting at plus 225 to raise the Larry O'Brien trophy in the 21 22 season. Brooklyn is followed by the Lakers, Bucks, and Warriors. The Suns are tied with the Jazz for the fifth shortest odds, currently sitting at plus 1500. Sweden upsets U, uh, the U.S. women's national team 3-0 in Tokyo Olympic Games. Over in Tokyo for the Olympics, the United States women's national team started their quest for gold in less-than-ideal fashion, losing 3-0 to Sweden. This snaps a 44-match unbeaten streak dating back to January of 2019 for the United States. And it's the first time the women's national team has been shut out since July 2017. However, the last time the U.S. lost their opening match at the Olympics back in 2008, they still went on to capture gold. SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Movement is always driving us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or on the field. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, and every single mile marker we pass leads us to find out just how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven. I hate losing it's gonna hurt, it's not gonna be easy. You're
2: gonna get knocked down, eliminated, humiliated. MJ went through that, LeBron went through that. All those things is part of being great.
0: You cannot keep me dead. We are built for this. Job is not done. You can't
1: The Bucs beat the Suns last night 105 to 98, and they are the champions. They are waking up on a Wednesday, when- Wednesday winning Wednesday in Milwaukee. Wow, that was a little bit of a tongue tie. Um, and they are happy about it. Giannis Sukumbo put on an absolute show, dropping 55 blocks. He did it all, and he was your MVP, and deservedly so. And so, because this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, that's where we're going to go and bring in. Jay Williams, he hosts Jay the show, hosts the show right squad. here, and he happens to be Bucks kind of in the midst six. of it, but sitting in a hotel room, which sucks in Milwaukee, but maybe you felt the good vibes. I don't know. Jay Will, what did you make of last night in the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis's performance?
2: Well, say I was going to tell you, I don't know if they're waking up. I think they may just be going to <laughs> yeah, sleep, right. considering right. the way last night went. I mean, my hotel was pounded until 3, 4 in the morning here. Um, and, look, last night was one of the historic performances, one of the best historic performances that we've seen in the NBA Finals. And I, I got to tell you, there was a line that Drew Holiday said at the end when he was being interviewed by Malika Andrews where he said, you know, everybody has to star in their role. And that's, that was something that was so different because you don't typically hear individual players talk about how they have to play their role to the best of their degree. And are the Bucks the most talented team on paper? No, they're not. But they're the best team, and they've proven that. Now, you can always go through the fact that Kyrie and James Harden weren't there and the fact that Trey Young got hurt, but you can only beat the teams in front of you. And for Giannis to culminate last night having 50 points and 14 rebounds and only missing two free throws— I mean, you felt like you were watching the complete skill set last night. You felt like you were watching somebody that was the most dominant player in the league due to his physicality down low. If he gets ahead of his team, you can't stop it. And then making free throws, which is the one thing that people have always criticized him on. That, well, it's embarrassing when he gets to the free throw line. Well, my man was walking up there knocking down free throws like he was confident. And mm-hmm. for a team that barely scored 100 points, for him to score 50 of the 100 points – and all the other plays that he assisted on, uh, it speaks volumes about the character. And I agree with him; he did it his way. I respect that. Yeah.
0: You know, Jay Weezy, I think that was the biggest testament because we watched him struggle to try and close Game Five out at the free throw line. He missed some free throws, and that's a that's a true testament of greatness. He did. He wasn't. He's not afraid of the moment. He's not afraid of failure. You know, and he went up there and he knocked those things down confidently. You know, but where does this rank as far as historical? your know, perspective about his series and what does this elevate him as far as the elite in the NBA?
2: He's always been one of the elite in the yeah, NBA Yeah, but you me. know what I'm
0: saying. It's, it's levels yeah, to the no, room, right? I, I like, what part, room? I, I mean think that, he went up the steps. He went up the fire escape, Jay Weezy. I,
2: I agree with you. I mean, but he's always been – the resumes may have put him up that fire escape, Bart, but the talent itself has already had him there, right? It, it's like – the. Everyday people just needed him to have accolades in order for him to achieve that. And I, I get how we always like to, you know, uh, scale greatness. Like, well, you have to do this amount of stuff. I mean, look, obviously having two it, two MVPs, regular season MVPs, you know, defensive players of the year, and now having a finals MVP with this performance, I, you know – we've been having so many conversations over the last couple of weeks about, you know, do other players recognize his greatness? And I've always said, I don't need LeBron James, you know, Dame Lillard, or, you know, everybody in the league to tweet about me. Like, my resume will speak for itself. And that performance, I hope that now people actually start to give Giannis the credit that he deserves. You're watching one of the most dominant players to ever play the game. Regardless of whether people want to hate on him or not, like, that's what you're watching. And also, something else that happened last night that is an NBA fan, it, 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 it's what I love. Because I, I got a little glimpse of a sequel, right? Hey. I got two glimpses of a sequel. Number one, after they won it, he's like, and we got to do it again. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, like, we're not just focused on now, we're focused on doing it again. And then after the game, post-game, where my man talked about, you know, it, it's easy to go join another team. It's oh, easy to go somewhere else. Like, I did it my way. And I'm sitting there saying, I got courtside seats at the Brooklyn Nets. Next right. year, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so yes. that,
1: that's what I was like, going to ask give me some you about of next.
2: That, Shay, that's what I love.
1: That's what I was going to ask you about next, Jay. Will. Okay. By the way, who's joining us on the Goodyear Hotline here on his own show, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin? Uh, that's what I was going to ask you about next. So, obviously, that was the sound. Yeah. Post game, he says, you know, I could have done it the easy way. I could have joined another team and win the championship, but I did it my way, and we did it here, and we did the thing. Pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But do you think he was kind of throwing a little shade when he said that?
2: Well, I mean, one thousand percent. But like I also think this is a little bit of Giannis, and I mean, what what, what can you say after he dropped 50 and 14?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like what 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 can you, what 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 can you realistically say to this man? Like he's and it's just not the 50 and 14. He was involved in almost every big defensive play. Yeah. I'm talking about hustle plays, plays that 50-50 balls. He got all them. So for him, this is his time to shine. But of course, that was a statement to the rest of the league. Anybody that's thinking about joining forces, going to other teams, and you start going through the teams, like what what are other super teams? All right, I don't know if LeBron James and AD are a super team because it's just two, but it seems like the other super team that you're talking about are the likes of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. It seems that way. So for me as an NBA fan and also understanding the slight kind of, you know, All-star between James Harden, the things that James Harden said about Giannis, so I can go out and dunk, doesn't take any skill. I saw a lot of skill last night. So as an NBA fan who looks forward to these kind of colossal collisions, uh, I can't wait to see those games because if that's Mm -hmm. your Eastern Conference Finals next year, obviously there's a lot of moving parts. We'll see what Atlanta does. We'll see what Philadelphia does. we see what Miami does. Um, New York, what they do. But, man, I look forward to watching mm-hmm. that as a preview for next year.
0: Be careful what you wish for O.J. Weezy. But I, but I tell, I tell you mm-hmm. what, man, when you, when you think about what he was able to do, like he was a guy that was known, first he tried to run through the wall. When they made the wall and you had the whole thing where they set up a wall for him. Then he went around the wall where he developed the Euro step. The development that I watched him during the playoffs was the fact he was able to create opportunities for his teammates outside of the double team. It seemed like he slowed down and the game slowed down to him. He was able to start becoming a facilitator.
2: Well, also, I mean, who did – who uh, DeAndre Ayton couldn't guard him. I, I You know, it's interesting. The moment seemed too big for the Phoenix Suns player. I mean, CP3 tried to get going a little bit later. But the, the two takeaways I have is that the, the potential is so there for Phoenix, right? But DeAndre Ayton shrunk so many times when Giannis bulldozed his way to the basket instead of being wide and being big. He you, you, you felt like you were missing that physical maturity of him saying, this is my lane for a young player. And another player that, you, you know, you expect to see more of in the future is Devin Booker. You know, it was interesting. Like Devin Booker is not a guy I need dribbling the ball 30 times on a three-point line. Like, you know, so many people compared him to Kobe, and I think there are Kobe-like aspects to his game. But the one thing that he can take next level from Kobe is Kobe got to his positions on the floor. If that was the pinch post, if that was the extended free-throw line, and he operated with a two- or three-dribble-type move. It wasn't dance, 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 trying to make a move because he got loose with the ball. So I'm still watching the room for improvement for those two superstars to continue to grow. And that, that was... You look at them last night, and you said, man, they're, they're still young. And then there's CP3. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't know if we'll see CP3 back in a Phoenix Suns jersey next year. You, we, you talk about super teams. If you're sitting there and if you're CP3, you've done everything you needed to do the last two years between OKC and now the Phoenix Suns. You've gotten this team to the NBA championship. You know, do you take this opportunity at 37, if you sign an extension somewhere else, is that extension in L.A.? Is that extension with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, your twilight years, your last chance to do it, if you're going to ride a horse, if you're going to be with a guy that can make everybody else better and still implement your strategy when you can, is that LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers?
0: Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. You want Super stopped. Team Giannis? Here's two. And they're going to add them with it. No, I'm just playing.
1: Gosh. Never stop. Let it go with the <laughs> Dinwiddie comment. All right, Jay Williams. <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us this morning. We appreciate your insight as hey, always. Feel hey, better, buddy, and we hope to see J- you soon.
0: Jay Weezy, when they made all oh, that I noise, you. did you call down to the front desk and complain?
1: No, he's not. He's you're not like that. Yeah,
2: no, I'm did. not that guy. Excuse yeah. I'm me, guy, excuse me I'm trying made, to get I've some am I've been rest. making noise in my room for the past nine days for no damn reason. No, <laughs> see,
1: he's not. No one's. you're not that guy either. I'm not like. Come on, I'm not. We're we're too cool for that, right? Okay. See you later, Jay Will. Thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. See you. Bye. Okay. We got a new game. Let's what? figure out how we can make $1 million and never throw a pass. Or never play in a game, I should say. Let's wow. figure it out. Let's do it. Maybe we'll do it next. Right here. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio.
4: Hey, it's Greeny, and congratulations
2: to the long-suffering fans of Milwaukee. 50 years after Alcindor, you finally have another NBA championship. We will be all over it with you. It's Greeny, starting 10
0: a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus.
4: must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: yep we're gonna go a to z that is right right here on Keyshawn J. Will and and presented by Progressive Insurance guests join us on the Goodyear hotline my name is Shea Cornett he is Bart Scott snapping along to a very snow yeah. but you're not well, even on the,
0: beat no I know this is what Jay Weezy does during this segment so I want the. how would listeners- I know
1: that how would I know that's what he does I mean, I thought you watched
0: all things ESPN when you when you're in your spare can't, time. I can't watch if Aren't I'm you on the radio. The show? I can't mean... watch if I'm
1: on radio. Can't watch if I'm listening. You're not snapping at the beat, though. Yeah. It's oh, up. you saying I ain't got rhythm? Yes, I am. I'm chocolate mocha.
0: don't <laughs> think I know to, I was born with rhythm.
1: Okay. Uh, mm. All right, we're gonna talk a little mm. college football because there's a lot going mm. on in the college football landscape. And we're gonna start here with Dabo Sweeney because he is not in favor of the inevitable twelve team college football playoff. Dabo Sweeney said on Tuesday, neither he nor his players are in favor of an expanded 12-team college football playoff, but he did acknowledge that change is inevitable. Clemson has thrived in the college football playoff era with six straight appearances and two national championships. Let's hear from the Clemson head coach.
4: team isn't for it. You know, I've met with my team. Our team was not for it. They don't want to play more games. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think there's 12 teams good enough. So you got to play more games just to play more games. And I think the more you expand it, the less important the season becomes. And, again, the more you become the NFL as far as, all right, oh, you're in the playoffs, well, you know, why play Trevor in this game? You're already in. Just play the other guys, you know, and the more all of a sudden now you're not in the top 12, kids just aren't playing. I mean, I just think there's, again, uh, unintended consequences.
1: Okay, uh, he had me all the way until he said – there's, I don't know that there's 12 teams good enough. Like, I need to narrow in on that statement because yeah. I am a Dabo Sweeney fan. I do like Dabo Sweeney a lot, and I feel like I understood a lot of this, like not wanting to play extra games, and he's been parentally good year after year. Yeah. That we can agree on, fine, at the college level, yeah. although now these college athletes can make money. So th- there's another discussion there. But when he said there might not be 12 teams good enough, this is the best thing for college sports, for right. college football specifically right. because every game matters. And right. then it's like once they lose one, a lot of these guys lose steam because they're like, well, we already lost right. one. This would create more interest going Going forward and it would make teams better overall and in terms of sitting guys well yeah if you're Clemson and you're the number go one ahead. team in the nation right. go, go ahead. ahead sit your starting quarterback for the last game of the season I don't care
0: exactly exactly and listen this is, right now he, he he has a wealth of riches but I can't wait till the next Clemson is, is determined you know what I mean if it's Texas A&M or somebody that steps up with the big boys because listen what's wrong with being more like the NFL right because you, I've seen a Green Bay wild card team win the Super Bowl I've seen a nine win Giants not a good team impact.
1: like the NBA Let's more teams into the playoff than the NFL does, right, and it's right. always very competitive those wild
0: card right, games. Right, that's what I'm saying. And, and and sometimes it's circumstance. Well, if your star gets hurt during the season and you lose a game, and now even though you're a good team, but you get them back at the right time, it gives that team an opportunity to win a game. Or they they get COVID like 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 Lawrence got last year, right. and they lost, and it could have cost them. But we knew that they were the better team. It gives them an opportunity to get in the tournament without like you know, turning their face to one of these non-power five conferences. Like, come on, Dabo. Like like that's just you being self-serving. What's best for the game is to get more people in there so that we can have a definitive winner. And listen, you may defeat teams nine out of 10 times, right? But, you know, you know, but that one time, you know, creates that excitement and gives other teams the opportunity and makes the the, the fan want to watch because it's not a foregone conclusion.
1: 12 teams in the playoff, I am all for it. Yeah, stop Everyone should She's be all for it. It's more football. Come on now. All right, let's go to Alabama now, okay? Uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is approaching, apparently, a $1 million an endorsement deal, says his head coach, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Saban has officially not named Bryce Young the starting quarterback yet. That is according to reports, but he did tell the Texas High School Coaches Association convention on Tuesday that Young, who's a sophomore, is due to make – ungodly numbers, okay? While Sabin wouldn't divulge specifics of the deal, Young has signed. Saban said that the total compensation is almost seven figures, so one can deduce how much money okay. that is. And it's like the guy hasn't even played yet, said Sabin, according to The Athletic. But that's just because of our brand. Right. Let me tell you this. He ain't divulging numbers because he doesn't know what the numbers are, okay? And this guy might not have thrown thrown a pass yet, and he might not even be making close to a million dollars. But you know what Nick Saban's doing? Telling all the recruits out there – hey, pay attention to us. Come play for us because you're going to make a lot of money. You know what Nick Saban's doing? He's playing chess. Exactly. <laughs> the rest of everyone else is playing checkers because he just right. did the smartest thing that you could do as a head coach. Because
0: he said what? Because of our brand. Exactly. So you come here because of our brand, you're going to get paid regardless. So, hey, if you're a guy that thinks that you may be a good player but you may not be a pro-level player, you come there and you, they'll put some extra cheese on your taco for just being wearing a uniform. So this is the place to be. So the rich get richer, but, you know, you, can't, you can say that to a certain extent, but then you look at – Percy Miller's son, who got a $2 million deal, and he's in the a, in a HBCU. So, I mean, I think it's great, right? Because you become a public figure, or you become the professional in some of these small towns, and you become their professional team, which is, that's what most colleges has always been.
1: Uh, well, especially in Alabama. I mean, yeah. a- 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 I mean Tuscaloosa, like, three triples in size the, the town does on, on yeah. game day. Like I think it's the most populated town in the whole state of Alabama on game days. Like it's incredible what happens there. so yeah. this doesn't surprise me in terms of the start who might be the starting quarterback. Yeah. He hasn't been named yeah. yet, but it seems inevitable. We'll be making the, the that kind of money if yeah. he goes and plays in Alabama. But that's why not everyone can go play in Alabama. Yeah. But you'd assume this will be the same kind of situation, let's say in Ohio at Ohio State. Yeah.
0: But also like that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought up Percy Miller's son going to HBCU because right. this is a not even a, a D one uh, team and he's getting two million. Yeah, part of it is because it's Percy Miller's son, Master P. For those out there that don't know who Percy Miller yeah, is, yeah, yeah. but the fact that you know everybody can get money—that's really what we want. So they can't say, "Well, only the big um, universities are giving out that type of money." If you're a great player, you have a tremendous brand, you can make money anywhere, and that's the point. Like these guys have been, you know, making money. Nick Saban talks about, "Oh, it's ungodly numbers." He hasn't done anything. Well, Nick Saban, you've done a lot, but you've been making ten million dollars for a long time.
1: or more for a long time because he does Yeah,
0: we don't know the real numbers on his contract, how much he making too.
1: Exactly. And that's another incentive, like going back to what Dabo said in terms of like sitting guys or whatever. These guys can make money now. They can make some real money according to Nick Saban. So why wouldn't they want to play in games? Like, look, I get it if you're a senior quarterback or something and you're in there and you want to preserve your body for the NFL. Whatever. I I understand that. But there might be, you know, an offensive lineman who – Saban maybe, or Dabo says you can sit, and he's like, nah, I'd rather play and get myself (laughs) out there and make a tackle or two that people will notice and then get myself a little extra dough before I graduate. Like, I get it.
0: I want to see the celebrations that's about to start happening because everybody's going to be trying to get that attention. Everybody's going to be trying to become a brand. So, you know, like we, how I tell you how you always get one or two right. guys for Hard Knocks is trying to get a brand signature haircuts. We're going to get the boss type guys. We're going to get the guys with like the, the big handlebars. And they're going to be trying to do everything. And it's going to be entertaining.
1: And it's going to be good for us. You know why? Because they're going to be a lot. Hey, can we During interview, can we, can, can we interview <laughs> you? Yes, absolutely.
0: Exactly. Let me tell you. He stinks. He stinks. I'm best. I'm the best. Oh, I love it. I'm here for all that.
1: It's going to be tons of good sound coming out of locker rooms now because they want to make a name for themselves. They want to build a brand. They want to make money. I completely understand it. But Nick Saban's right. Alabama is a true brand, and now all these other colleges are going to want to do the same so their players can make money and they can have a leg up in recruiting, and I completely understand that. It's actually an extremely brilliant tactic. And he didn't even say it to, like, the national media. He said it at a convention.
0: You know, we regurgitate
1: it. Yeah, of course he did. We regurgitate everything that comes out of Nick Saban's mouth, it feels like sometimes. Um, okay, lots going on in the sports landscape. Last night, in case you missed it, I don't know what you were doing, but maybe you were asleep. Uh, the Bucks won. They won in six, and they beat the Phoenix Suns. So a title for Giannis and the Bucks. Was it one and done yet, or will they be back? We'll decide next. Alongside Bart Scott, I'm Shay Cornette, and this is Keyshawn J. wilson Zubin on ESPN Radio.